Hey everyone, and welcome back to Beyond Rent. I'm Joe Easton from Rent Manager, and I'll be your host. On Beyond Rent, I want to learn as much as I can about property management. To do this, I invite industry experts to join me in a discussion about topics that impact us every day. On today's episode, I'm speaking with Bob Preston. He's the owner and founder of North County Property Group. This episode is going to focus on learning more about how to consider what properties to take on as a property manager and why you should take a hard look at higher value properties. He shares valuable lessons learned and how all business leaders should be evaluating how much value each property or project is providing. There's a lot to talk about, so let's go Beyond Rent. There are many different types of rental property. Each provides their own unique challenges and opportunities. Understanding the types that you are best positioned to manage is really important to your overall success. Today, Bob Preston of North County Property Group will be sharing his experience and the types of properties that his team focuses on. Hi, Bob, and welcome to Beyond Rent. Hey, what up, Joe? Good to be here. Yeah, I'm doing good. I really appreciate you being here. I think this is going to be a really interesting topic to talk about, like how to select what types of properties you should be focusing on. Um, Because again, there's a lot of options out there. And as third party property managers, you always have, you know, your eye out there in the market of what else you could take under management, but maybe not all of them are a good fit. But uh, yeah, before we jump into the topic, I want to make sure our audience knows you a little bit better. So, and I love learning about you as well. So can you help us understand when and how you got your start in property management? Wow. Okay. Well, this is a, this is an interesting story. If you really want to go there, <laughs> might take a couple of minutes, but uh, in the nineties, I was a pretty successful Silicon Valley marketing executive. I was the chief marketing officer for two companies up in the Bay area, San Jose and had helped two companies go public. And um, sometimes I get a little emotional when I tell the story. So sorry <laughs> if, I, if I feel a little vulnerable here, but I loved it living in the Bay Area of California. By the way, my company, North County Property Group, is in San Diego, right? And I had been living in San Diego previous to that and had three kids from previous marriage who were living in San Diego. So while I had this thriving, really cool, fun career that was exciting up in this up in Silicon Valley, I had this thing that was kind of tugging at my heart because my three children, who were all kind of in grade school, middle school age at the time, uh, we're all in San Diego. So mm-hmm. I was trying to live in two places and make a long story short, I finally decided that, hey, I got to get back, you know, to be a dad, right? And really that's my priority in life. And so I jumped off the Silicon Valley treadmill and I moved back to San Diego without a job. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't really know what I was going to do, uh, but turns out it was the best decision in my life because it, did a number of things for me. It obviously got me reconnected with, you know, my family and my kids and got to be day to day part of their lives growing up. And it also exposed me to this really cool new business of renting properties because I, when I got back to San Diego, I started to buy some rental properties and I was looking for a property manager to handle them. And I honestly couldn't find 
anybody that I could trust. Now, mind you, I'd come from Silicon Valley where, you know, things aren't what they are today in terms of online tools and stuff like that, but they were certainly pretty darn advanced and digital. And I get back to San Diego looking for a property manager and people were still using spreadsheets and sticky notes. And I'm just like, okay, there's got to be a better way to do this. And so I started the company in 2020 as kind of a Schedule E (laughs) fictitious business, you know, sort of DBA, sole proprietorship, North County Property Group is kind of for tax purposes, right? And then over the years, uh, had friends come to me and say, hey, I hear you're doing this. Would you manage my properties? Now, I got my broker's license back when I graduated from, or my, excuse me, my real estate license many, many years, like right after I graduated from college, just kind of for kicks. And uh, so I got my broker's license and started to really manage other people's properties. And then eventually I was like, hey, this is pretty cool. I'm all in. And that's how the company started. And brick by brick uh, with me meeting new potential owners and clients built the portfolio to what it is today. And now we have, you know, hundreds of properties and a staff of eight. And um, there we go. That's kind of where we came from. Yeah, I love the number of people that got started in property management simply because they couldn't find a solution that could meet their needs, whether it was trust or technology or whatever it might be. I love hearing that story because that truly is innovation, right? It's saying there isn't something in the marketplace that meets my needs, so I'm going to go create it for other people as well. Um, I love hearing that. And, And just to give a little bit of reference, when was North County created? Like, How many years have you been really focused on this? I was in the year 2000. So I've been in this now for about 21 years. Now, mind you, the first few years was, like I said, kind of a paper company that was a sole proprietorship, but um, it was incorporated in 2020. And then, um, yeah, and and slowly but surely was built uh, to what it is today. Now, that's exciting. And so what's made you stick around property management? Because it sounded like, again, I love that story. You know, I'm a father. I love the idea of coming home and, and being there for your kids and putting that as your priority in life. But I imagine at some point you had to make kind of a decision. You know, what's kept you around property management outside of just this idea that you created something that wasn't there? Well, yeah, I mean, I think there are a number of things. Uh, first of all, I I was really tired and burnt out on travel. Um in high tech, constantly traveling, a lot of trips to Asia. And I just, I just didn't have that in me anymore. And I wanted to uh, also not only be more available to my other kids, but by the way, when I moved back to San Diego, I got remarried and then had at the time a newborn at home. And I wanted to be in, in a job and doing something that I could come home every night at five, you know? And so this was that. And, and what I found is that um, it took a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, took a lot of the collaborative skills and the things that I liked about Silicon Valley and it applied them into a different space, right? Helping people solve problems, creative thinking. It's this kind of thing that gets me up in the morning And I was doing some consulting for a while and things like that. And what I found is that this problem solving and creative thinking and collaborative experience of working with a client, you get that in property management. It just happens to be in a different industry, right? It just happens to be that you're applying it to um, property management. Along the way, I can't remember exactly when it was. I remember, I don't know if you know who Simon Sinek is. You know, he's one of these big TED Talk guys, right? Um, very creative thinker, thought leader, 
um, international guy. And he did this presentation at TED one time called The Golden Circle. I don't know if you've ever, if you happen to have seen it. I haven't. And it's all about your why. You know, what is your why? What gets you up in the morning? What inspires you, right? Mm -hmm. And those are the things that get me up in the morning. It just so happens that I apply it to property management. So I love the space. I also just really enjoy running my own business as opposed to working under the, you know, umbrella of some other corporation. (laughs) And also in high tech, man, the executive roadkill (laughs) and the churn of people is just nonstop, you know? So the average life of a Silicon Valley executive is kind of a churn and burn and, you know, get, get outcast. I, I was just tired of that aspect as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we love that you're in our industry. I love uh, people like you because we need innovators. We need people that love to solve problems. Um, we need all those things here. And you're absolutely right. I think all of those things that you found inspiration in or motivation in previously, you find here in property management as well. It just looks a little bit different. So no, I, I really appreciate you sharing that story. Yeah, sure. So to frame today's conversation, um, like I said, we want to talk about the different types of properties and really understand North County's strategy. So can you share with us your current strategy of the types of properties that you really seek out to manage and maybe discuss a little bit of how that compares to, you know, maybe a past strategy or how you kind of got started. Like I said, some of your friends just kind of started coming around asking for help. You know, how have things shifted over the last 20 years? Hey, that's a great question. So When I started the business and really committed to building the number of properties we had in our portfolio, I would take pretty much any property because I didn't know better. Mm -hmm. And we were advertising in strange places, um, you know, all property management, this site where, you know, you get these random leads, they come in and you're competing against a bunch of other (laughs) property managers. Don't do that anymore. But anyway, we pretty much took anything. And I had a a woman who wanted to help and she was out kind of finding me new properties. I learned right away that the properties that took the absolute most time out of a property manager's daily schedule are the worst properties, right? Mm -hmm. It's the basic old 80-20 rule. 20% of the properties were were taking up 80% of our time. And I mean, I learned that right away within like the first six months to a year of running, running the business when I was kind of all in, right? And so I just got right away religion on, hey, these aren't the, you know, I don't want the C properties. You know, I want the A, I want the A and B properties with A and B owners who want to care for the properties, do it the right way. And so pretty much within the first year, we focused our strategy, our messaging, and pretty much everything about the company towards the higher end of the market. Um, a lot of that also is where we're located. We're located in North County, San Diego, and Del Mar, coastal community, Southern California. And so the name, you know, North County Property Group really is oriented towards that kind of property. And by high end, most of our properties are rent rate of $3,500 a month and higher. Now, not all, but I'm just saying that's kind of where we like to focus. And um, that's our strategy. We've really focused on the high end and we think it's done us well. And that's uh, a strategy that's, yeah, served us well over the last 20 years. Yeah, thanks for sharing where uh, where you're at with that. And I know I've talked to a number of other property managers that are 
trying to understand what their focus should be, or maybe they're trying to tweak it. And I've heard often that a lot of them will focus on all the interview of the owner more so than sometimes the actual property itself. And I think you kind of mentioned that, like you want A and B owners, you want people that have a mindset of higher quality, right? That are seeking to do something bigger in property management and are looking for help with more than just collecting rent, right? Um, So I have to wonder, like, you said there's all types of other opportunities. Have you ever been tempted to kind of shift your focus and and grow the the quantity of properties faster uh, by kind of moving maybe down into the BC or or lower? Or are you kind of you know mindset got that focus on A and B properties only? No, we've been yeah. I mean, we've been tempted. Um, a lot of property managers well, this is my opinion and I might get myself in trouble here, but it seems to me that a lot of property managers will focus their business on volume, right? I go to a lot of conferences. You and I were chatting before we started here today and I was telling you that I'm the, I'm the president of Cal NARPM this year, mm-hmm. the California state chapter of NARPM. And we just finished our conference and, you know, you're chatting with people, whether it's, you know, online or, you know, on Zoom or in person at these conferences. And one of the very first questions people will always ask is, oh, what's your door count? You might've asked me that, Joe. And, you know, I'm sure I have. <laughs> and I can't stand that question, not because it's not a valid question. And I understand why people ask it because it is kind of a, a you know, general indicator of how large your company might be. But to me, door count isn't important. It's the value of each property and the average property management fee that each property produces. So, you know, my door count is probably lower than most property managers, but could be the equivalent, probably two, three times what they might have in terms of their average property management fee. So, yeah, I mean, we, most of our portfolio are single family homes. Um, We have started to get more into the multifamily, uh, quadruplexes, triplexes, things like this. Um, but it's a different game. You know, the, the rent rates are lower. The type of renter is lo- uh, different. You know, a lot, you know, the profile is different. So we're looking at that. We're always looking at ways to bring in uh, more properties and build our door count, even though, you know, it's not my focus. Um, but sure, yeah, always, always looking at different ways of approaching the business. You're right. You know, when we in the industry talk to each other and ask about door count, it's almost like we're asking what the weather is, right? <laughs> like, it's just like the, the natural surface level question that we all like to ask, like, okay, what's your door count? What's that look like for you? And maybe we need to change it to, you know, you know, what's your profit profitability per door or, or something along those lines. But it is, we all well, gravitate right towards that same question. You know, what's your strategy, right? What, what is your strategy at North County Property Group, right? I mean, I think that's the, that's the question. What, what, or what, what's your portfolio look like? I think, right. Those are, that, and now I know that's a longer answer that, that is required on that one, but it is probably a better indication indication of what the company's all about. Yeah, absolutely. It's a longer question, but you're going to get a better answer as well. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, when you talk about, you know, this 80, 20 rule, and, and I love that because I, I truly believe that, that, you know, 20% of your properties was taking up more than 80% of your time. Um, that doesn't mean that you're hassle-free now, that there are no challenges in front of you. What are some of the challenges that you've seen focusing on those higher level properties, those class A properties? That's another really good question because if you have a more valuable property, 
even though you're getting a higher property management fee from it, sometimes they can be more complex. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, we have a couple of properties in our portfolio that rent for over $10,000 a month. They're not mansions, but I mean, big, you know, 8,000 square foot homes and stuff like that. And those properties are really complex. You know, there's always something. So you have to be prepared for that. And that can at times be challenging. Uh, one house in particular, just to kind of, you know, one of the higher properties in our portfolio in terms of scale has four HVAC units in it. <laughs> okay, four. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, even the homes that have one unit, sometimes the HVAC goes bad during the heat of the summer or maybe the coldest part of the winter in Southern California. They don't click on very often. So when they do, they have to work. Otherwise you have problems. So yeah, this one house has four HVAC units and three water heaters. So think about that for a minute, right? You just have tripled <laughs> your complexity. And then there's six bathrooms, right? I mean, all these things are are potential areas where something can go wrong. And so I think that's one of the challenges. The other thing, it's not necessarily a challenge, but just a fact that when you're dealing in higher end properties and you're dealing typically with high net worth individuals, hmm. a little bit different, right? Yeah. So you have to just be prepared for that. Uh, not that high net worth means that they're higher maintenance, you know, or more challenging, but it is a different, it's a, you know, a different segment of the population that you just have to be ready to deal with. Yeah. Thanks for uncovering those. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening and they're thinking, well, you know, it makes sense. You know, the higher the rent, the potential higher profitability for everyone that's involved. But earlier you made a comment that, your portfolio of a hundred or so units properties may be equal in size to somebody that's two or three or maybe four times the size and unit count, right? As far as how you operate. And when you gave that example about having four HVAC systems, three water heaters and the number of kitchens and bathroom sinks and other plumbing issues, you're really multiplying that one property out multiple times, right? The number of maintenance issues that could come from a single property could equal what you would get from three to five standard houses. True, but it's probably still less than what you might get, say, from an eight-unit multifamily property, right? <laughs> very very true. Yep, yep. Because well, you multiply by, by way, people at that point. You have, by the way, like if you had eight, if you had a multifamily unit, um, property with eight doors, you also have eight tenants, Right. So it's a little bit different, but um, it is just one of the challenges for sure. Absolutely. So what's your opinion? Do you think it's possible or practical for property managers to have a wide range of different class properties? Does it make sense to have A class and C class? Or does it make more sense to do kind of what you're doing at North County and focus in on maybe one segment instead of having, you know, again, that kind of wide range? Well, I can't speak for other companies. I can only speak for mine and it makes sense for my company. That's how I prefer to work. I would prefer to focus on higher end properties and let everybody know straight up that, okay, you're going to get higher end property management from us that are going, that's going to help you achieve your financial objectives and your financial strategies and returns, right? Um, In addition to, Long-term rentals, we also have a family of short-term 
rentals that are sometimes known as vacation rentals, you know, kind of Airbnb types. You can imagine here in Southern California, there are a lot of beach properties and stuff like that. And every now and then uh, I'll get an owner who comes along who says, hey, we've got this property. It's in this certain area of San Diego that's kind of known for there being a lot of riffraff. We, we need somebody who just can rent the crap out of it, right? And I just will always say, hey, man, that's not me. <laughs> I don't want to do that. You know, I want, to, I, want to, I want properties where I can have good renters. Uh, it's less risky. Um, not going to deal with much riffraff. Not going to have problems, you know, a bunch of partiers and stuff. That's kind of just what I've found works for me and my company and where I want to be positioned. There's other property managers that focus on a different side of the market and that works for them. Totally cool. You know, have at it, but that's not for me. Yeah, I think it goes with anything in business. You really have to have a vision for who your company is and how you can best service the client, right? And whoever that client happens to be, you have to know your audience, you have to know your product and focus in there. And most successful companies have done that. Very few companies are able to cast a very wide net and still be successful. I think so. But again, some companies want the scale and want the high door volume. And mm-hmm. for that, they're willing to perhaps sacrifice, you know, some of the quality aspects, I guess, not only in the properties they bring on, but perhaps even in the way that those properties are serviced. That's again, my opinion. I might get some flack for this or you might get some <laughs> flack back from your listeners, but that's my view. Well, I think it's an interesting conversation because like you said, most people when they start, um, it's, well, I'll take just about any rental because I I need my door count to go up. I need my revenue to start coming in. I need to figure out how this works. But I think most people that have been around this for a while start to develop a unique strategy. And I say it all the time that how you operate is your greatest competitive advantage. And maybe having a lot of different properties is how you're competitive, right? That you're the guy that can take on anything. Your class A, your class C, it doesn't really matter. You can do it all. Or someone else, their competitive advantage, like in your case, you know, I can do high-end vacation rentals. I can do things that maybe someone else can't do because of the focus. And one of the things that comes to mind instantly is this idea of, well, how do you find new renters, right? If you have very similar types of properties in your portfolio, you might be able to be a little more focused in your marketing, but it might be a little more challenging because you're looking for very unique renters, where if you have a wide range of properties, right? you can really kind of take any one of them and probably find the right property for everyone that comes your way. Well, that's a good point. You asked about what are the challenges of higher end properties. And I, I did mention, well, you're dealing with high net worth individuals sometimes. Well, you know, that, that segment of the market, there's, it's a much smaller population. So when we take on a high end rental, you don't have, you know, there aren't as many people that can afford to rent that place. Right. So sometimes it's a bit more challenging to find the right person who fits with our rental criteria as well for that particular house. And so that can sometimes be challenging as well. And, um, you know, again, sometimes property managers want to focus on, you know, get it on the market. You hear these claims, I can rent your property in 10 days. Well, that's true with certain segments of the market, but Mm -hmm. with a higher on property, typically we're a little bit more discerning and it can sometimes take a little bit longer. Yeah. And I imagine as the property manager dealing even on the owner side, that could be a challenge, right? Because again, they want somebody in their their home. That's the only time that they're making money. That's the only time you're making money. But it might take more time to rent a higher value home. And you have to be able to set that expectation, have those harder conversations with these owners that, yeah, there isn't 
thousands of people knocking down your door trying to rent a $10,000 per month home. And I, and I know that's extreme. That's on the very high end, but it's just the reality. If you have a rental that's at $1,000, your potential prospect market is much, much larger. Yep. Uh, very true. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about something else. So let's kind of talk to the audience here. And if somebody's out there listening to this and they're looking to make a change in how their portfolio looks and, and I don't, and it could be that they are, have a little bit of everything right now and they're trying to maybe move up from C and B up to maybe A or maybe they're focused only on B and they want to expand out. How would you recommend to them to move up into that class A property? Are there certain things they need to position for themselves or do in advance before they can really be attractive to owners of those types of properties? Well, I think one of the things we're talking about here, we're throwing around these terms A, B, and C, right? I think it'd be worth taking a minute to talk about what that is and what that means. And a lot of property managers do this. It's not just our company, but you sort of view a property based on this, not arbitrary, but this definition you might have for the type of property. Is it, is it, is it an A quality or caliber property? Is it a B or is it a C, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I hate to say this, but we also do that with our owners. Yeah. <laughs> is this owner going to be someone who's going to be easy to work with? Do they have good financial resources? Are they willing to let us do our job without their kind of getting in our way and telling us what to do? That's That would be a category A, right? A true investor <laughs> yeah. looking to be passive, right? And so, so there's, so we do, we, we kind of take a look, okay, this is an AA, this is an AB, you know? So that's, that's the thing that I think a lot of companies are doing. So my first recommendation, Joe, would be for someone who's thinking about maybe trying to focus on a certain segment would be go through your entire portfolio and do that for every single property. Give it your sort of value, if you will. And then I talk to companies all the time who have woken up to this and decide, you know what? There is X percent of our portfolio that we can't hang with anymore. These aren't properties or the people that we want to be dealing with. They're telling us how, you know, this owner's telling us how to do our job. They're complaining about our maintenance. They're, you know, they think we're charging too much, right? Sometimes you get these kind of complaints and I can't tell you how many companies I speak with that just make the decision to go through and sort of flush out a portion of their portfolio so they can focus on kind of the A and the B properties and and investors who let them do the true property management job and then don't have to deal with that 80% of the work coming from 20% of the properties. So that would be my first recommendation to anybody who's listening to this and thinking about it. Go through the exercise, right? Um, you know, there's, there's an old matrix that if you don't know what this is, you might want to Google it. It's a Boston consulting four quadrant matrix. Are you familiar with that, Joe? Where, you know, it's the first thing that's probably taught in business school where you put your products in one of four, four quadrants. You have your stars, you have your cash cows, you have your question marks, and then you've got your dogs, right? I mean, and this is a way that people rank their their products, but we kind of have taken that and have, have adopted that. And every now and then there's a property that will fall into a category of a question mark or, you know, maybe a property that we would consider eliminating from our portfolio because of 
either all the problems or maybe the owner's a problem or the property doesn't really fit within our portfolio or maybe the owner doesn't want to maintain it. And because of that, then we deal with tenants who are having issues and complaining and, you know, you just don't want to be in a position where there's a lawsuit waiting to happen. So I would encourage everybody to go through that process if, if you've never done it. Yeah. And I wonder how many people would be surprised at the results of that process. And, and I think that's a great first step. Like evaluate yourself, see what you're actually dealing with right now. Have you thought about mm-hmm. your properties? You know, have you really given your portfolio its character, right? <laughs> Assigned it that character and decide, you know, maybe, maybe you can actually get bigger by getting smaller. And I think that's kind of what you're saying the whole time is, you know, number of doors doesn't dictate success at all. It really matters how each one of those properties is performing. And, you know, here at Rent Manager, we deal with all types of different property management from single family rentals to multifamily, uh, HOAs, all types of different things. And every segment of that can be a little bit differently. But one of the things I love about single family rentals uh, is that you really can evaluate property by property and determine how successful that is. It's really easy to kind of dive in and understand that and tweak your business every single time you go into an agreement with an owner. Yeah. I think the other thing too is, are you as a company and are you training your business development managers or whoever's going out and making the pitches? Are you able to kind of spot the red flags when you're meeting with an owner for the very first time and decide right then and there during that first meeting, you know, maybe this person isn't for our portfolio, right? Yep. You have to know what, what type of owner you're looking for. It makes a lot of sense yeah, to me. That's right. And that also comes back. I, I think I mentioned earlier in this conversation about kind of our company positioning and messaging. We're, I, 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 again, I talk to a lot of property managers because my involvement in ARPM. I also have a podcast, you know, Property Management Brainstorm. Joe, you've been a guest on, on my podcast too. And I talk to a lot of people. And, um, you know, some of them, like you go to their website and it's like best prices in San Diego, best property management. Well, do you really want to be known as the property manager with the best prices? I think you want to have value, true, but best pricing might not always attract the best clientele, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we want the investors at my company who seek value, true, but also want the best property management available. That's kind of where I want to fit. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's funny that owner that sees, understands value, right? Because to some owners, maybe they are looking at strictly cost. What is it going to cost me to have this company manage my property where a really good investor won't necessarily be worried about how much it costs, but how much value you can provide, how much work you're going to be able to do for them, how little they'll have to be involved to have a successful property, right? Those are the type of people you're looking for. People that want to be hands off, like, you're the professional. I can tell you're the professional. You have all these things, all these systems in place. I want you to run my property because that's what I don't want to do, right? <laughs> these owners don't want to run their properties. That's why they come to you in the first place. Exactly. Well, great. Uh, you know, Bob, this has been a great conversation. I really think the audience is going to gain a lot of value from your story. I love your story, um, from your strategy. I think it all makes a lot of sense. Uh, but before we go, I do have one last question. Uh, the name of the podcast is Beyond Rent. So I want to ask you a question that goes beyond rent. So beyond collecting rent, beyond managing the operations and the maintenance, what's something that you think our industry needs to focus on to become stronger as a whole? 
Well, look at what we just came out of, right? 2020 was a very interesting year. It forced, I think, a lot of property management companies to put some of their plans on hold and kind of take a sharp right or left in their planning for the year. I, I mean, I know last year at this time, it's been, by the way, it's been just about a year. It was Friday the 13th in March of last year was the last time my staff met face-to-face in our conference room in a staff meeting, mm-hmm. you know? And um, a couple of weeks before that, we had had our annual kickoff and we had these goals and objectives and we had growth plans. Then all of a sudden on Friday the 13th, we looked at each other in the staff meeting. We're all, hey, okay, everybody good. We knew COVID was starting to pop up, but we're all, everybody good, you know, small business. We think we're pretty safe. You see on Monday, everybody nodded their head, agreed. And then I went home and then I heard that San Francisco was locking down and Governor Newsom in California was putting all these clampdowns in place on the on um, restaurants and some of these. So, I mean, I literally on March 14th, today's the 16th, right? March 14th of last year on Saturday, I spent writing all these new procedures and plans for the business. Nobody could come in, right? Everybody's going to work from home. Well, that that process <laughs> took a long time to perfect. We had to get used to working remotely as a team. How are we going to make this work? All of a sudden there were PPP loans, there's EIDA loans for you know small business, all these things. And we made the commitment, okay, nothing new for a while. And so our goal and objective was just to survive because we didn't know. We had heard all these rumors about people not paying their rent, uh, that there were going to be all these, uh, you know, eviction moratorium and it was going to be this huge problem. Honestly, Joe, last March, April, I didn't even know if we were still going to have a company. So fast forward to today, I think we've in this industry proven, okay, we're going to be around. Let's let's get back to reality. We think eventually this year we're going to be truly emerging from this pandemic. So what do I need to do now to take it from here? And I guess what I'm saying is that property management companies in 2021 need to embrace change. Things are never going to be the same. There have been a lot of technologies that have popped up in the last year that have gone mainstream. And a lot of that has been due to COVID-19. Self-showings, you know, touchless leasing, um, artificial intelligence, process automation. There are all these buzzwords now that are floating around the industry that have become more mainstream. And so I just think that there's this paradigm shift that's under, that's on, you know, ongoing here and underway in the industry that's going to wake people up and you better, you better jump in and find out how you're going to fit into that. Otherwise you might be left behind. You know, I love how authentic you are there. It really has been an interesting year. You can say difficult, you can say challenging, um, but you're absolutely right. A lot of companies paused when all this happened. They had to. They had to figure out how to continue to operate. Again, like the nothing new mentality, I think, is how everyone, you know, was acting back then. And people talk about pivoting or overcoming all these different things. But you're 100% right. What we learned over the last year is that we can embrace change because we did over the last year. We can keep moving forward because we did over the last year. And those that continue to have that mindset will be the most successful and will help the most people in the long haul. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, Bob, I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, I couldn't agree more with everything you've shared today. I think we had a great conversation. Um, but before we go, I want to make sure our listeners can find you. I know you hinted at your uh, podcast, so I definitely want to give you a moment to kind of promote that yeah, as well as uh, your, your property group there. Yeah, the podcast is Property Management Brainstorm. You can Google it. You can find it on Apple and Stitcher and Google Play and all the top podcasts stations. You can also find it on my website. Uh, the company is North County Property Group in San Diego, California, Del Mar to be exact. The website is ncpropertygroup.com. That's NC as in North County. And uh, feel free to email me too. I'm at bob at ncpropertygroup.com and um, happy to chat. If there are any cool people listening who would like to be on my podcast as a guest, give me a shout. <laughs> we'll see if we can work it out. But that's it. Yeah, I will be um, still involved very heavily in NARPM in the coming year. Uh, we'll finish out my Cal NARPM presidency here in June, but hopefully we'll still be involved at the national level. So I hope, oh, I'm also presenting at the upcoming broker owner conference. So if anybody wants to sit in on that topic. It's uh, on the very first day, the very first breakout session. It's called Relationship Management. And I'll be presenting at Broker Owner here coming up next month in April. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. And um, I'll be at Broker Owner. I'm glad you'll be there. Um, and this should go live for our listeners to hear right before that event. So I think the timing's perfect. So make sure you, cool. you uh, attend and you check out Bob's uh, presentation while you're there. Well, again, thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate your time, and I know our listeners are going to enjoy hearing from you. Um, I also want to thank our listeners for joining us. It means so much to me that you chose to spend some time with us. If you enjoyed this episode, then make sure you subscribe using your favorite podcast player. And while you're there, I'd love it if you would take the time to rate, review, and even share it with others in the property management space. And if you aren't familiar with Rent Manager yet, make sure you visit rentmanager.com to learn more about our software. Thanks again for joining us and until next time, keep going beyond rent.